There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Well, Doug, they'll be playing it at Jerry's World on Friday, December 29th. The acoustics in there are better be popping. Have we checked to see how much tickets are? The university, I think they were 140 for the 400 level. Oh, God. Yeah. So they're going to... For the 400 level? That's all that was available, yeah. Missouri. Gosh. That's James Carlton's voice for those of you listening on HD2. And what do the good tickets cost? They weren't offered. I think the, the Cowboys season ticket holders get the good tickets and they'll resell them. But the university I bet there's better not. deals to be had there. I bet there is. Yeah. 140. I bet there is. James, you're going. I am going. 24 hours. That's a quick turnaround, but I'll be there. Uh, you know who else is going? The Colonel, presented by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Ladies and gentlemen from Power Mizzou. I mean, I'm, I'm reading Power Mizzou constantly. I just live on it. I think I read Power Mizzou more than I read Brazzers now. <laughs> There's stuff to read on there? Yeah. Diaries <laughs> with words misspoken, cocaine binges. Morning, Colonel. Hey, can I get that for, uh, like, a marketing campaign or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim McKernan says I'm reading Braz- or Power Mizzou more than Brazzers. Uh, Colonel, uh, reading the t- one of my favorite things to read that is on Power Mizzou. Ten thoughts for Monday morning. Uh, you were talking about uh, this is about as good of a setup as it could be for Missouri. You had two chances to really have a signature bowl and opponent and you got it with the Cotton Bowl and Ohio State. And you point out that, yeah, Missouri's been to the Cotton Bowl a couple of times, but uh, one was against Arkansas, and that was a depleted Arkansas team that was making a coaching change, and the other one was against Oklahoma State. And all due respect, that's not the brand name of Ohio State. It sets up as well as you could possibly hope for, considering the rules for this year without a 12-team playoff. If you would, elaborate for our fine listeners. Yeah, I mean, if you lose, hey, it's Ohio State. Nobody's going to knock you for that. Like the, the fear was was getting liberty. I mean, think about Oregon's players. They go into Friday night thinking, hey, we're playing for a national title. And then by Sunday afternoon, their reward is you get to play liberty. Um, I, there's not going to be much motivation there. Bowl games are all about who wants to be there and who the game is more important to. I mean, we've seen, you know, you saw Missouri lose to Navy in a bowl game, and you could see that coming. You mentioned that that Arkansas game. Uh, Arkansas had no real desire to be there, and Missouri was using it to to kind of cap a special season. Um, there's a lot of upside to this for Missouri. As far as Ohio State, um, less upside, less excitement, less people who are going to play, including their starting quarterback who hit the transfer portal this morning. So, um, you know, I, I think it sets up pretty well for Missouri, a, a chance to – not only win an 11th game, but 
to beat a top 10 team, a top, I would say, five program, oh, yeah. and really kind of catapult yourself into next year. Uh, you uh, theorized on Power Mizzou uh, that you did not expect Ohio State's stars to play. You mentioned uh, the guy Doug calls Maserati Marv. I don't really see Marvin that. Harrison Jr. <laughs> along with uh, a number of others. Are you getting any indication from your cohorts in Columbus or around Ohio as to what the status is for uh, for their stars? Yeah, I mean, I talked to, to Cam Teague, who covers Ohio State for the Athletic last night, um, and he he basically agreed. He said, yeah, there's going to be a whole bunch of guys sitting this game out. But he said, you know, right now, uh, they talked to Day last night, and he hadn't had a team meeting or anything yet, so he didn't really have any update. But, I, I mean, Harrison's a top-five pick. There's no reason for him to play this game. And, and I know that might make some fans mad, but, look, Ohio State is one of, I don't know what, five or six places where if you're not playing for a national title, the season's a failure. Like, uh, this this game just doesn't matter to Ohio State fans and, and players nearly as much. So I, I don't expect to see Harrison. I'm not sure we see Emeka Ekbuka, uh, their other starting wideout. Not sure we see Cade Stover, who's one of the best tight ends in the country. Uh, there's a, a defensive lineman, which is – We'll call him JTT because I can't pronounce his last name. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure he'll play. Uh, like I said, McCord hit the portal. So there's a lot of guys who, who I think could maybe not be a part of this one. How about for Mizzou? You think Mizzou will miss uh, many of its uh, key no. players? I mean, everybody said yesterday that they currently are expecting everyone to play. Chad Bailey's not going to play because he's hurt. And Ennis Rakestraw is questionable because he's dealing with an injury. Um, but it, it wouldn't be an opt-out situation. It would be uh, he's not healthy enough to play situation because Ennis is a Dallas kid. If there's one game he would play, uh, I, I think it's this one. He, maybe he would opt it out at the Peach Bowl. I don't think he'd opt out at this one. Uh, Darius Robinson, Javon Foster, Cody Schrader, we talked to those guys yesterday. They're playing Drinkwitz. I asked him specifically about Tyron Hopper. He said he expects Hopper, assuming he – does find coming back from injury and is healthy to play. So uh, it sounds like Missouri will be, you know, all healthy hands on deck. On the surface, it seems like Mizzou is way more motivated for this game. But if we remember last year, Kansas State had a really good season, and they faced off against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, I think it was. And Alabama beat them by three touchdowns or more. So you never really know with these bowl games who's going to get up or who's not. But I, I want to write off Ohio State for uh, for coming to play on that one. Although, I mean, Mizzou has all of their players, I mean, as on, on record yesterday saying, you know, there, there was no chance they were going to opt out. And they are looking forward to this game. How would this rank? I, I, I would I would rank the SEC championship game in 13 and the Big 12 championship game in 07 as bigger games. I think we could agree on that, right? Yeah. But is this, yeah, is I mean, this, this the biggest game? It, it Ultimately, it means being ranked number six instead of number 11. You know, it, it's not that big a deal, if we're being honest. I mean, it's a, it's a huge opportunity for the program, for recruiting. Fans will love it. But in terms of what it means, I mean, you know, this means less than the Georgia game did earlier this season. The other thing you're talking about as far as motivation, I think motivation is clearly on Missouri side. But that K-State-Alabama thing, that wasn't about motivation. That was about Alabama just had that much more talent, I think, you know, and look, Ohio State, like I, I wrote this morning, nobody is crying for Ryan Day that these guys are out. In the last four recruiting cycles, he has signed 12 five-stars and 62 four-stars. Um, that is more significantly more on both numbers 
than Missouri has signed since rivals began ranking kids in 2002. So, you know. Absolutely. Well, I'll I'll keep going. Um, Yesterday, I think everybody saw that clip where Drinkwitz busted out the, uh, the fake phone call at the end. Speaking of media laughs, have you guys ever seen a pro like Reese Davis kind of just lose it? He, I mean, it was like Bill Burr was up there doing stand-up. I mean, he was hysterical. Yeah, I think it was probably because he was in his fourth hour of broadcasting. I saw him and Chris yeah. Fowler going back and forth about that, and I could just tell you, kind of when you know, you know, one of those things. And, you know, Reese Davis at this point in his career is like, oh, my God, you've got me doing four hours, three or four hours. It was a minimum of three. It might have been four and Fowler's like, yeah, have fun. You got a couple more hours. And Reese Davis is like, yeah, if you want to check back in, go ahead. Because <laughs> they're just like, but they sell it. I mean, I bet more people were looking forward to around the country, as crazy as this sounds, 11 o'clock Central than 12 o'clock I'm, on a Sunday. Yeah. You yeah. know, which yeah. is in, in this particular one, maybe not year, year after year, but because of the Alabama, Florida State, you know, whatever else you would want to throw in potential controversy. Uh-huh. And yeah, I got a text at like 11.15 yesterday morning from a friend of mine, and he said, this is ESPN so stupid. Why do they have to draw this out? What are they doing? I said, business, man. Yeah. Like, they're making money. This is, this is what they do with this thing. Now, look, I watched the announcement, and then I turned it off till 1.30. I got no desire to sit and listen to those guys talk for two I didn't hours know. I should have texted you, Colonel. Time. I didn't know that they didn't make the bowl announcement until 1.30, so I just sat there. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm just like, uh, what in the hell? Apparently Sunday. Apparently Sunday morning was a Brazzers day. Over it, was, it was a Brazzers <laughs> day. Well, when you texted me, when you texted me yesterday, I was already at the rink for my son's skate. Six thirty skate yesterday, Doug. Big. Oh, there you go. Big doings. But yeah, when you texted me, my emotion on the whole thing yesterday with regard to the college football playoff was just disappointment because it's one of those things. I don't think there is a getting it right. If you said, okay, I'll take Florida State, you take Alabama, I could argue. And if you said, okay, you take Florida State, I'll take Alabama, you know, I could argue that way. So from that standpoint, it's a little tilting because I feel like we're arguing about religion or politics, and I don't think anybody's going to change anybody's mind. The one thing that concerns me, because I realize this is the last year of the four-team playoff, is that going forward now I feel like this Jordan Travis injury can be used as some form of a precedent, and it could be something that can affect teams, uh, including Missouri, a team I care about, uh, going forward. Uh, What is your reaction to that specific part of yesterday? I mean, I think it's... I kind of think it's fair. Um, Look, the old people here remember Kenyon Martin. In I think it was 91 or 92. He was the National Player of the Year for Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a clear number one seed. He got hurt, I think broke his leg maybe in the conference tournament, and the committee downgraded Cincinnati to a two seed. And guess what? They lost in the second round that year. Um, So it turned out they were right. I mean, had Florida State gotten in this playoff, they were getting blown out. I, I don't care who they played. They were getting blown out. That team we watched Friday night could not have won a playoff game. Now, it, it's terrible. I, I'm sure you saw Jordan Travis's tweet. You feel bad for the kid. You feel bad for the backup quarterbacks who probably feel like, hey, this entire thing was on me because I wasn't. I, I'm not as good as Jordan Travis. You feel bad for all the other kids on that team. It, it, it is unfortunate. There's no question. Now, I'm a little tired this morning of hearing Florida State and national media use words like travesty and disgrace. I and mean, it's, it's a college football game, guys. Let's, let's chill a little bit on that. Um, but you feel bad for him. Um, you know, but I, I think they got 
the the best combination of the four best teams and the four most deserving teams in. Uh, like you said, I'll, I'll listen to an argument about Florida State, but uh, you know it, the fact is this is this sport is stupid. In 1986, we were having this argument. We have done all these things. We've changed everything, and it's still the only sport in the world where the playoffs are determined on a vote. Like, hey, we just, I don't know, we kind of like this team better today. And next year it's entirely 12 different people, and they might like somebody else for the exact same reason better. So, uh, you know, we'll just we'll just keep doing this as long as you've got a sport with 133 teams where uh, everybody can't possibly play each other. And now there are conferences with 20 teams in them, so you can't even have balanced schedules or divisions within a conference. So there's no good way to do it, but they managed to find some of the dumber ways to do it. I don't know if I asked you this question last week due to short-term memory issues that come with getting old, but do you expect Drinkwitz to start getting some uh, offers here from other schools in the next few weeks? I don't think this year. I don't think there's anything out there right now. I mean, I I think most of the coaching movement is done because the transfer portal opened this morning. um, And most programs, especially Power 5 programs, wanted this done before that, that opened. Now, uh, the one exception is that Willie Fritz just took the Tulane job or the Houston job yesterday. That opens Tulane, where Mizzou defensive coordinator Blake Baker was a player. And it, this is not speculation. I've had people who know far more about this than I do tell me, watch Tulane. If that one opens, that's the one Blake wants. I think he will be on Tulane's list. I don't know that he will necessarily get offered the job, but I, I think he'll be on their list. So that that's definitely going to be something to watch over the next week or two. And what about the transfer portal and Missouri, both uh, comings and goings and goings and comings? Yeah, most of the guys who have, have left so far, uh, pretty much all the guys who have left so far, are were very little used. Damian Wilson uh, played 45 snaps this year, and he played the most of any of the six guys who have left so far. The majority of the departures are going to be guys similar to that, that, that are just looking for playing time and they aren't getting it here. Now, look, every it, it can always pop up that uh, there might be a surprise or two, um, you know, that that in the era of NIL is happening everywhere. As far as guys coming in, the, the big name right now is Toriano Pride. He started his career at Luther North, went to East St. Louis, uh, played his last year there with, uh, with Luther Burton and Miles McVay and some other guys. Uh, he announced late last week he intended to enter the portal. I haven't seen official news whether it's happened this morning or not, but – I would anticipate Missouri will be very involved and in very good shape in that one. Um, and then we will see over the next days and weeks who else enters. I mean, you know, like Pride is entering uh, before Clemson plays a bowl game. Some of these some of these people are, but there might be other kids out there who want to get through the bowl game and, and don't maybe enter the portal until that last week because this is open for 30 days. Gabe, I consumed a lot of hot takes yesterday uh, on ESPN, on some podcasts, including on Power Mizzou. And the one that shocked me the most was Gerard and Drew saying that Mizzou beating Kansas in basketball this coming Saturday would be bigger than Mizzou beating Ohio State at the end of this month. And that blew me away. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, was, I was caught off guard by that. You know, uh, Sometimes just having having a little gray hair and a little a few years of experience give you a little different perspective. Um, a regular season college basketball game is almost never going to mean more than a 
December uh, football game. That said, I think it would give Missouri fans great joy if they went ahead and did both of those things this this coming month. Sorry, I thought there was a follow-up, and that's why I well, like the pause. Well, I mean, do you give Mizzou much? It's the second time I've done this okay. today. Do you, right. give, do you give Mizzou much of a chance against the Jayhawks on Saturday? I know last year was not pretty, uh, but, you know, this is... What do you think the number will be? 12 and a half. I wouldn't say much of a chance. Um, it, first of all, Kansas is... Uh, they've got a lot of guys. Um, I think Hunter Dickinson is going to be a problem, and it's just very difficult to consistently play five on eight in that building. And uh, so those, those things all added up. No, You're counting the officials? <laughs> what in the world? I mean, look, guys, I, I, you know I am not a blame the rest guy, but that building's different, man. I, I have to say I agree, and I don't have the ire for Kansas that uh, that those who grew up in Kansas City most likely do. It is something else. I mean, it just it's phenomenal. It, it, it really is. And it's not a Missouri thing. It's just, oh, no, it isn't. It's, it's, it's whoever is there. If you see a team up by, like, eight on the road at Allen Fieldhouse and you can live bet Kansas, do it. It is a wonderful I mean, little strategy. You, yeah, do you remember when uh, – it, it was probably around the time we were in college when that NBA Jam, that two-on-two game – Oh, yeah, was, wonderful. – was so popular. And so there was, a, there was a thing you could turn on before the game started, a computer assist where, like, basically if you got down by 15 points, all of a sudden your guys were a better player. <laughs> it's, it's like playing against computers. Yeah, CPU assist. CPU assist. That's exactly right. Kind of like playing St. Gabe's grade school. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Same kind of whole cooking Plowhawk there. caught it. Plowhawk caught it. There's We're not no on air. We actually yeah, we, left We just minutes. cut transmission on uh, HD2. Colonel, uh, well, I know, we, I know where you are on this, but for the sake of uh, the audience, because I don't think the audience is privy to our text, at least not until the uh, lawsuit. I hope. <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, the the Heisman Trophy is now a foregone conclusion. Um, it seems to me like it should be. Um, I thought it was before championship weekend. So did I. Uh, and without saying, you know, I'm, I'm not allowed to say who I vote for. Or they might take my vote away and give it to some guy that covers professional golf or something. <laughs> um, there are a lot of Heisman but, voters. Uh, no, I. I didn't see how this was really a discussion even before the championship games. And, uh, you know, Bo Nix, I think, had a chance if he goes out and beats Washington. And, I mean, you look at his numbers, and they're phenomenal, 40 touchdowns and three picks. And this, the stat line is incredible. I don't know about you guys. When I've watched Oregon, I'm like, yeah, the numbers are great. But, like, he's the guy running that offense. I don't – he is not the player Jaden Daniels is. And if it's supposed to go to the best player in college football, I'm not sure how anybody would vote for someone other than Jaden Dan. I guess it didn't even go through Again, my mind, but it, I, the three-loss thing, I suppose, which is so ridiculous to me but, because it's not like he's right, on defense for LSU, which is the reason why they have three losses. Right. I, 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 yeah, I, I've never – again, we never – track the left guards win loss record or the linebackers win loss record. It's only quarterbacks that we, you know, we finally in the last few years have figured out that like starting pitcher, there's a lot more important things than what his win loss record is. Right. Same with quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes was a 500 quarterback in college football. Like it's not all his fault. And a uh, final question for you. If you had to, had to wager 
on the college football playoff and who actually wins this thing. This is the first year, in my opinion, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe there'll be a year where somebody goes, well, you said this in 2016. But this is the first year where I seriously, if you gave me any of the four, I'd be like, yeah, I got a chance. Uh, yeah, there's nobody that I think can't win. It. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you bet against Alabama. I mean, the the uh, the the video of Michigan's reaction to drawing Bama was, yep. uh, was pretty telling. <laughs> they know they're in for it. Um, I, Texas clearly has a ton of talent. Um, Washington just Washington just wins, man. Every week, it doesn't matter if it's by two or by twenty. They have always found a way. And and I've said that, like I will root for Washington. Because I can't remember a college football player I've enjoyed watching more than Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, I mean, watching that guy throw the football is is absolute artwork. Um, you know, so that's who I hope wins it. Um, but a, again, I would not bet against Nick Saban. There you go, uh, the Colonel Gabriel P.D. Armin. You can read more on PowerMizzou.com. He's with us every Monday here on TMA, presented by James Carlton, and every Friday on 101 ESPN, presented by James Carlton. Thank you, Colonel. All right, guys, have a good one. There he is. All right, it's thanks, Gabe. Gabe. Doug, you didn't ask about what uh, you thought. Uh... It's going to. We ran out of time. <laughs> oh, you got to get in their head and wear the block M. Block for M. sure. Sure, you should. Because <laughs> then they think they're playing Michigan. Yes. For every game you Who should. Ryan wear. Day can't beat. Right. There you go. Uh, they will be wearing the, uh, they are the road team for the game, for the record. Okay. Jackson, what uh, uniform will they be going with? Hmm. They, they won't go back to white pants because apparently pissed people off, which is weird. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go, you gotta watch out for the weight room equipment. I bet they'll go pretty similar to what they looked like against <laughs> <Right>? Georgia: black <laughs> pant, white jersey. Uh, I bet I I would bet all my money they'll go block M. I just don't know if they'll go on a white helmet or on a black helmet. Why would you wear a white helmet? That's what they wore against Georgia? Match the paint. What happened there? They lost. Okay. All right, then they'll go black helmet okay. with the block M. Yep. So black, white, black. I think it's a total block. package says block M, yellow pant. They oh, could do that. They just like what that. they wore at Armageddon at Arrowhead. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's operate Ooh. under it's a black helmet and say uh, it's a black And then you think they go block M? Yes. You're, you're anti-block M. No, I, I've come around to it. Oh, really? Wow. I just, I never got like the, the like people are like, it's a travesty that they wear the oval on the helmet. It's like, well, it's their logo. Like, that's not weird to wear your logo on your helmet. But I agree, the block M looks better. It Fight aesthetically tiger. looks better. Yeah. But the question is the pants. Will they go black or yellow pants? Jackson, would you rather see Missouri beat Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse this weekend or beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl? Missouri beat Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Not okay. a question. Okay. One's an exhibition. One counts for a lot. You want to make that Jackson State loss look oh, better? Oh, James okay. Carlton. James that, Carlton. That would certainly negate the Jackson State loss, but the SEC has lost so many bad games. I don't know. I mean, this conference is, is yeah, struggling. Kentucky losing to Wilmington. What are you talking about? <laughs> Walbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, all, they all have just terrible yeah. losses. But, like, if you're, like, looking ahead, like, to the season, you want Missouri basketball to have a good season. I got Kansas you. Would be in great. this transfer portal era, go, going and beating Ohio State a Big brand name, which is the only game on that Friday evening. I think that has a lot of momentum. And and, and if Drinkwitz can sell six and six, I can't wait to see what he can do with eleven and two. So I mean, that's that's yeah, where I'd put. You're not that. wrong. You're not wrong. But like the game itself, like one's a regular season game. One is one would certainly surprise me much more. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I okay, totally we're agree. we're all in agreement on that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is amazing that we're sitting here saying Missouri beating <laughs> Ohio State wouldn't surprise as much as Missouri winning in basketball. That's right. Albeit, the spread already dropped three points. By the way, since he entered yeah. the portal. Yeah. Yeah.
but I mean, I, th- I think that's probably a people. I think there was probably a lot of money that came in on Missouri, which, listen, I, I think Missouri could beat the Ohio State that played at Michigan. I yeah. really do. This Missouri team, mainly because of the offensive line. I think that offensive line is otherworldly, but Ohio State's defense is otherworldly. We're just not going to get a chance to see those, and that's fine. I'm not angry about it. I'm much happier about seeing Missouri play Ohio State than if it would have been Liberty or SMU. Um, so this is this is outstanding. It's just my emotions from losing the LSU game and the Georgia game. If Missouri loses Ohio State, I don't know if it'll affect my mood in I any gotcha. capacity. That's what I'm saying. No, that makes sense. I, I, for these players, I really, you know, I mean, the senior leadership in this group, I, I, I want it for them. Uh, I think it's been a heck of a season. And I don't think the LSU loss in the grand scheme of things changes this outcome. I don't think they're in the playoff or even in the conversation. Oh, I know, but in the moment. Yeah, for sure. You would have been undefeated. They, they were, they, yeah. they, I, in my opinion, Missouri was a better team than LSU. No, but I mean, hey, no. they beat them. Tip, tip the cap. You know, no question. Uh, the, the the Georgia thing, I had a totally different emotion, uh, as you and I actually discussed on the phone. But just like my text with Gabe, Doug, those are private. But now you can be joining TMA Premium, where you can get access to our phones. <laughs> really? DM us at any time. You can just see anything that's yep, on our phones? A lot of cockpicks. A lot of cockpicks. <laughs> what does that cost? I think we're doing it for two ninety nine a month. It's that's like it? the athletic. <laughs> And then you can get it for 10 years at a dollar, and it's a sale. Do you, buy, buy stock in The Athletic. Do you think that Michigan and Alabama kicks off with Michigan being favored? Um, God, I, I, see, I, would t- I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a total coin flip game. I would actually take Michigan. I really would. I, I got nothing against Alabama at all, but I would Their take- defense is... Obviously legit, but you just don't know because these offenses in the Big Ten, you know, they're not a lot of stiff competition. Quarterback-wise, I'm as of right now, not the beginning of the season, but as of right now, I'm going Milrow all day. Which is amazing considering the man was benched. <laughs> and McCarthy was a Heisman candidate, right. you know, the right. first month. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, this, this four-team group, but I would still say Georgia would be favored over any one of these teams. Yeah, having those two play <laughs> each other at Rose Bowl uh, is outstanding. Yeah, and that that's is great. And that, the, the Rose Bowl, by the way, is the thing that the Pac-12 commissioner, Doug, and you call him George? I do. Is that correct? Yeah, first uh, that was the thing, one of the things that he was adamant about during this alliance that kept Missouri from playing Oregon, uh, eight versus nine in, in the 12-team playoff that now is delayed till next year. Uh, he was adamant that they would not allow the college football playoff to go up against the Rose Bowl in the non-Rose Bowl playoff years. And so when the Rose Bowl is in it, he goes, all we're doing is asking for three hours a year. But if the college football playoff is being played on New Year's Day, sorry, your exhibition between what would have probably been like the third or fourth best Big Ten team, because that team wouldn't have been in the, in the top 12, right. in the third or fourth best Pac-12 team, yeah, sorry. We're but not Tim is watch. the granddaddy of them all. Okay, I withdraw. So, <laughs> Iowa and Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, game? my God. Yeah, so I know everybody's looking forward to watching Alabama take on, you know, USC or whatever in the college football playoff, but we're going to watch Iowa and Arizona. I mean, God. I bet that, I mean, of course, it's super results-oriented, but that Pac-12 commissioner looking back going, man, I should have kind of known my uh, real leverage versus... Now I'm managing Oregon State and Washington State's portfolios as they play Mountain West games. And then poor Washington has to travel to New Orleans to play Texas. And then if Texas gets through that game, they're going to be in Houston for the national championship. I mean, I, I, I yeah, that's that's certainly not an advantage when Washington's games. ranked ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, almost two home games. I don't. I mean, you can make a case for any of those four, and I will buy it. Yeah, Washington's strength on the ground is Texas's strength defensively. 
they have two defensive tackles, one of whom caught a touchdown on Saturday against Oklahoma State, uh, who just stop the run. And so, Jackson, I think we talked about it on Balloon Party, but maybe we didn't. I watched the first series for Oklahoma State, and I had my finger on the trigger to live bet it. And I'm like, if if Oklahoma State can get it going on the ground, then I will lay off. But if they dick around and try to, you know, get cute and throw the ball against Texas, they're not going to play their game because their game isn't throwing the ball. Their game is Ollie Morgan, who was very banty on the sidelines. Boy, I always saw that. Uh, and immediately saw that, and I go, ooh, I can get Texas minus, I think, 10.5 in the first half, and just bang. That was as free of free money as it can get because Texas not only stops the run, which is Oklahoma State's game, but then secondarily, Texas, Texas's launch to number three wasn't just because Texas won. It's because they beat the hell out of an Absolutely. Oklahoma State team that was fighting for its life against BYU seven days earlier. And then that gets me to what another precedent that has been set yesterday by the Jordan Travis thing, and that is the days of coaches catching hell for running up the score should be over because style points now clearly matter. So, uh, you know, just edging out a team, I think you will see, you know, whatever it is that teams have to do to run up the score to get style points going forward. Cause that message was sent yesterday as well. Absolutely. I think if Florida state beats Louisville by three touchdowns, they're probably in. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that if Georgia wins, you would have had Georgia, Washington, Michigan, and then Florida state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? Yeah. Cause over, over Texas, you're saying yes. Yeah. I, I I think Jackson said it earlier. That Texas tied to the hip. absolutely they were tied to the hip. <laughs> absolutely, they were. They're both getting in, or I don't think either one was. James Carlton, Dougie's online at carltoninsurance.net. He's my insurance agent. I think he's a fine gentleman. He's going to Dallas for the Cotton Bowl. There you go. All right, bring home a winner, a winner James. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks, James. Right. There he is, the great James Carlton, the okay. Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency here in studio with us. I would like to tell people uh, about uh, Mentality, and Mentality is online at low T. USA.com. Are you feeling sluggish? Yeah. Are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been... You haven't. You're live as the day you were born. But have you been putting on... Not you. Well, this is the royal you. Have you okay. been putting on weight even though you've been lifting like the dickens? Going, I'm not, I'm not putting on muscle like I used to. Well, these can be symptoms of low testosterone. Mentality is a local healthcare facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restores their ability to perform normally at all levels. Go online at lowtusa.com and check out Mentality. I have. I've been tested. Super easy. Recommended wholeheartedly to our audience to get tested. It's lowtusa.com. Jackson, tell me about Mark Hanna, who's online at evergreenstl. He is indeed, Tim. And he's available for a phone call with you if you want to start working with Mark Hanna. That's the first thing you'll do when you start working with Mark Hanna is you get on the phone with him and Right there, you'll have a great about half hour, 15 minute to a half hour conversation. You'll talk about your current situation, where you want to be, and Mark will build you out a custom plan, not just one that works for someone maybe in your age range or salary range. That's not what he wants to do. He wants to learn about you, the individual, so that he can help best create a custom plan that will put you on the best path to success. And then if you have to change things down the road, you, of course, can get on the phone with Mark. And you can change it because we all know there's a lot of variables in life. And getting on the phone with Mark Hanna is the best way to help plan for your financial future. It's what I do. It's what Doug does, producer Joe, and a number of our listeners. And they all say the same thing. 
We love working with Mark Hanna, and so will you. So you just pound well. the council there? I, th- I feel like you pounded the council. I was trying to underscore my point. I like that. Yeah, it worked. You know? worked. And so pounding the council, doing a lot of pointing, it. but I'm not on camera, so pounding the council is the best way right to really, really drive home my point about how much I love working with Mark Hanna. Yeah, I understand it. 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com, or just go to Grassi's and then stop by Mark's office. I might go to Grassi's today. Really? I love it. What sort of sandwich would you get? Great question. I really Hard. like the roast beef with the. Do you say au jus? Au jus. I never say that. Uh, or the meatball. I was gonna take. I was taking the whole family out for dinner yesterday at four thirty because now it's like we're the, the patrons <laughs> at Groan's Cafeteria. Yeah, I don't know. Taking it happens in a hurry, doesn't it? It does. Well, one of them's a one-year-old. One of them's a six-year-old, and we're driving up to get to Three Kings, Doug. Oh, like, yeah. You ever get those wingy wingy at Three Kings? I Big don't boy believe I have. Oh my God. Whew. Big. And we're pulling in, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to eat 20 wings because I'm a tiny little boy. Yeah. And my son, my older son's all excited about it. Anna Marie comes along. We've got the one-year-old with us. And then he just begins, we're pulling in, and he just starts projectile vomiting. Oh, this is you? No, 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 no. This is our one-year-old. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, woman, clean that up! Yeah. He's in I'm no going mood. in to get some wings! Oh. <laughs> and this child was in no mood for wings. Not at that moment. No. Then he comes home, and we think maybe he just had enjoyed his, uh, what do you say, milk? Do you say milk? I, I don't say milk. <laughs> Too quickly, and then 10 minutes later, the vomit comet arrives. Oh, really? And the same thing that got my son after I went to the uh, Buffalo Sabres game with him on Thursday evening. He was sick on Friday. Now my one-year-old has it, and so help me. And I don't know if any of uh, those of you with uh, young tykes are experiencing this. From that, He started vomiting at 4.45. And it went on until, I mean, it was every, like 10 minutes. It was like an egg timer. Oh, wow. Brutal. Gotta keep hydrated oh, at that point. Oh, my God. But then, then you have something to drink, and then he throws Here that up. comes again. And it was heartbreaking. This is the thing that I know you already experienced uh, multiple times with three sons. Mm-hmm. Because you're just like, this is, he's one, you know, he's one year, he'll be two next month. But he's, Start yelling at him? Did that help? Yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? Browbeating? Stop it! Yeah. I have to get up and go on HD2 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was violent, Iggy. <laughs> well, sometimes it sticks. You gotta hit it a little harder. It's a microphone over there. Well, it sticks sometimes. Pretty nice. There it was. Rough again. sounds coming. Well, it was rough love. <laughs> I'm over here yelling at a one year old. Iggy's over here violently shaking the microphone. We're all banty. Well, did you get him straightened out? I ho- I mean, it's, it, my older son, it, it lasted like, God, I don't know, about 10 hours. And then he was totally fine. It's an amazing thing. And then I am hoping, I can't wait to hear from. My wife as to how he is doing this morning, because that is, uh, I mean, because it gets to the point where you, there's nothing left to throw up, you mm. know. And oh God, oh, I am telling you, mm, mm, mm. parents can relate to it. Parents can yeah. relate to it. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, so I didn't get the wingy wingy. So I feel like I got to take my son out today. Well, you just turned reared and went home because of the vomiting. Well, I said, hey, clean up the the throw up. We're going to go in and get the wings. And he didn't do it, did he? No, he didn't. Just sat there. So, yeah, he did. You're exactly right. Really not even understanding the English language yet. That's correct. It's like you were there. God. Like dogs Kids just today. Up. Dogs just lick their own vomit up. Perfect. You can't ask a kid to do that, though. You can train them. <laughs> At least not with cameras around. Anytime I'm out in public, <laughs> yeah. you know what it's like. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I'm a curtain. What's he going to do? <laughs> yeah.
So, uh, yeah. So I think I might hit Grassi's, and then I'd stop by Mark's office, and I assume he'll still be there, like, at 6 o'clock. Oh, sure. Moving numbers around? <laughs> so I'd assume I mean, so. stock trades? <laughs> Absolutely. If you're injured in a car accident, you need an attorney, uh, you need the best one you can find, and if any of my family or friends are ever injured in an accident, I'd like them to call Doug Biggs and CeeDee Longo at Longo Biggs Injury Law for nearly 10 years. Doug Biggs and C.D. Longo have been recognized as the top 40 under 40 personal injury lawyers by Super Lawyers, the National Academy of Personal Injury Attorneys, and the National Trial Lawyers Association. They are TMA listeners. They come to TMA events. They are local. They care about their reputation. And they are online at longobigs.com. In a personal injury case, there can be a substantial amount of money on the line. And these guys know how to get you every last dollar possible. They're smart, they're tough, and they're aggressive. They routinely get high-dollar settlements, $100,000, $500,000, million-dollar settlements. You name it, they've gotten it while fighting for their clients. It's Longo Biggs. They're listeners of the show. Doug and CD are local, friendly, professional, and most importantly, excellent personal injury lawyers. Online at longobigs.com. Dot com. That's L-O-N-G-O-B-I-G-G-S dot com. Remember, the choice of lawyers is an important decision. It should not be based solely on adverts. And while you're there, think about it. Okay. All right. Anybody I have will, any thoughts? I will think like that. I am logging into my email right this now. new head of hair that I've got. Nice. You know what my new friends are calling me now, Tim? Wispy McTufterson. Oh, you're an Irish yeah. kid. <laughs> because of all the tufts that are growing on this head of wisps. That's a nice little nickname. Yeah, Wispy. Yeah, I mean, you have a new hairline. Wispy McTufterson. That's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and I got it at St. Louis Hair Restoration. You can get one, too. I had the FUE procedure where they take some uh, hair grafts off the side and the, and the back of your head and put it where you need it. For me, it was the front of the hair. Might be somewhere different for you, but wherever it is, they can take care of you at St. Louis Hair Restoration. They got a plan. For any kind of hair loss, no matter the age or what caused your hair loss, they can take care of it. Greg Kreiling, the founder, and uh, Dr. Paulinga, the surgeon there, are, are patients of their own product. They will do you right as they did me and Jackson. For me, it was the FUE. For Jackson, it was a little thing called the helmet. Oh, you better believe it. Bill's you know, helmet. You know, mm-hmm. if Doug's in there in the Wispy City, then I'm the mayor of Tough Town. You better believe so it. So we are. Yeah. Because our hair is out Standing. That's thanks to our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration putting it on for us. No berets at the picture house needed when you go on your next date mm. because your hair is going to be looking great. And uh, for me, it was just some finasteride that I take every morning, took it this morning, and then the little laser cap I wear at night. Six minutes a night, super easy to do. And now my hair is feeling great, thicker in the crown, hairlines hold and serve, and that's what we are looking for. And that's all thanks to our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. I mean, what if you would have met who I think is your future wife? Mm-hmm. Before you started putting on Bill's helmet. Oh, man. I mean, I wouldn't have blamed her for just turning rear and leaving. Yeah, there you go. This is so disgusting. Mm -hmm. It was disgusting. Uh, I don't go that far, but... uh, (laughs) Did she have any compliments for you? Yeah, did she say anything about that? No, because, like, like she never knew me before... The hair, and then even before, it wasn't like brutally bad. If you show her pictures of the old you, is she repulsed? Yeah, did she look you up on uh, Instagram with Lisa Ann r- raging on boat drinks after Missouri beat Iowa State? Yeah. Oh, did you see? You, if you deleted the picture of you wearing the diaper before, I, know, I never posted it. <laughs> I never, who did? I never posted. Who who posted it? I think Jesse probably I did. Think, oh, I think I did. <laughs> at two brute. Well, because I told I wasn't because of the the yellow yellow whatever that is. I just said Life as preserver. you're jumping in, 
turn around and face the camera, and he did. He jumped in and raised his hands, and I took a picture. Yeah. Not well. really paying attention to the yellow diaper. <laughs> well, they're grateful you did on Balloon Party, I can tell I you that. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. What yeah. feature, what physical feature attracts you the most to the love of your life? <laughs> um... I, it's gonna sound corny though, so I'm not gonna say it. Her smile, and that's mm. beautiful. That's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. that that and this like the fact that I can have very engaging, interesting conversation. This guy's done. What? I don't know, like, I, and I know that sounds like Your corny. And You're the last remaining what? bachelor on this thing. Everyone's gonna be like, everyone's gonna be like, oh, Jackson, you simp, cuck, loser, like. But truly, like, if I like, I don't know. There's plenty of girls I've met who are very attractive. Um, but they're dopes, right? Dope isn't necessarily, but just like. The conversation but that's what you tweet out at night. You go, man, there are a lot of hot women out there, but they're all dopes. I saw that tweet. Right, right. Well, yeah, I, I actually put it in my poetry. Um, she have a nice cheek? Good question. Rosie Hugh. Nice Rosie Hugh. Yeah. KG in O-Town says, can't wait for the TMA wedding. But, I mean, you know, it went great, and I really look forward to the next time we get a chance to hang out. I'm so happy. I really am. I appreciate that. And I'm surprised by myself that I was like, I kind of want to text Jackson <laughs> and see how his date went. Yeah. Like, yeah. the hell am I doing now? Am I, like, knitting on the weekends? <laughs> I'm surprised you're not having lunch today. I am, too. Yeah. yeah, well, you don't rule anything out. Oh. Wow. Gosh, everything's in play. Mm-hmm. Feeling great. Mm-hmm. Happy. Mm-hmm. God bless. Hope everything goes well. Hope everything goes well in yeah. the future. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design air heating and cooling email of the day. Yeah. Yep. Hey, guys. Uh-oh. Plowhawk's about to rage on his desktop. No, no, no. Oh, there it is. Okay. A little delay. Satellite delay. Definitely delay, then. Hey, guys. I rented a Nikki Glacier lookalike <laughs> for the week and is at the ready to run down the hallway to distract Strode and get him out of the studio as needed. It'll be like a cat with a laser pointer. That way we can all ease into his return from vacation. It's important to have built-in mental breaks like this. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henson, a.k.a. ASMR Ting Ting 2.0, bowl executive. Oh, I didn't know he was with a bowl. Ryan. No, he's got more. We're excited to announce this year's matchup between IUPUI and John Tufts University. You've heard of the Manning cast, right? Well, we'll have a special whisper broadcast for our premium subs. Hard to find, even harder to feel. Tingles, baby, tingles. Brian Henschen, Bowl Committee Executive. That's correct. Sup, bitches. Mizzou Bowling, Florida State. Biggest screw job since Bret Hart. Brisket at smoking. Jags by 10. Circle 7. Beer taps at tables. Iggy back from steak hay. Jackson, a man in love. Doug, hair growing. Plowsy hot taker. Tim, the god of us. Me, just horny. Taste it, slurp it, and flock it. Flocky the Smurf. Oh, gosh. Says the safe word today is mistletoe, Doug, if you guys get together. Flocky the Smurf. Safe word, mistletoe. Some people dislike winter because they despise cold weather. And some people dread shoveling snow. But I hate winter for a different reason. For the past six months, I've looked forward to Saturday mornings because at 7 a.m., like clockwork, my new neighbor who just moved here from Australia trims his toenails out on the front porch. I sit on my patio and pretend to sip coffee, but I'm secretly watching him manhandle his feet. Sometimes while I'm at work, I imagine myself popping his foot in my mouth and sucking on his toes one by one, pausing to cut kiss his toe ring. Kiss it again, he mutters in my daydream. Now grab me by the cankles and sniff my swampy grundle. Didn't need it. 
Sometimes when he props his foot up on his knee to get a good angle with his nail clippers, I can see his testes spill no. out of the bottom of his boxes. Don't say spill. Seeing my Australian neighbor's naked nethers really makes me want to go down under. <laughs> Alas, my girthy neighbor was not on his front porch this weekend because it was just too chilly. I can't wait until March for the weather to warm up again, especially since the antique HVAC system in my dumpster fire, dumpster front apartment sounds louder than a propeller plane each time the heat kicks on. Every time the old heater starts to rumble, the silverware that I have loosely strewn about on my countertop rattles so loudly that I can't even concentrate on my Spanish soap opera I'm trying to pleasure myself to. Please advise, it's my JV Golf Coach. I'll be darned. Like four years ago I watched that show. JV Golf Coach. Are you the one with the Australian neighbor? No, but how did he get up in the morning? So and say, was it him writing that, or was it him mocking you? I didn't he follow. He was him. mocking my heater, which Seth has already set an appointment for me this afternoon. This morning. Has he? Um, yeah, who gets up in the morning and says, "You know, today I think I'm going to write an email about an Australian guy's toes and his balls hanging mm. out." Of his they pants. don't just hang out; they spill out. Mm, that's the right verb, spill. Jackson's got it under control. Our little baby's all grown up. I don't like to wash my hands either before meals. It puts out the vibe that your immune system is tip-top. Plus, if you keep running to the bathroom, she'll just assume you're snorting rails. Smart move, just letting her choose the topics of conversation instead of asking her who she thought was going to win the NBA in-season tournament. Just stare at her mouth and wrinkle your eyebrows, and somehow you turn out to be a big sweetie. Now, I can't say I approve of your choice of film at the picture house. I don't even know about the gay masturbatory bathwater slurping, but I wrote off that salt burn flick after hearing via Sean Fennessy on the big picture that despite this film being specifically set in 2006, one scene has the main characters watching the film Superbad, which was not released until 2007. Writer-director Emerald Fennell is a horse's ass for doing oh, that! Can't confirm. But never mind that. I'm glad the date went well. You got a pick? No, not for Creeps on the Fan page, just for me to use. Hey, maybe for a second date, might I suggest having her crash the employees-only cocktail party next week. Not only will you send a message to the higher-ups that the rules don't apply to you, but you also put her in the uncomfortable spot of being the only outsider in a room full of work colleagues. Or perhaps you could bring her to the nitwittery circus that is the TMA year-end awards. She might see Cucky the Dwarf in a gip mask, or perhaps you're... Spot your FM co-host outside by the dumpster pleasuring men with his bare hands. At that point, she'll be so aroused you'll have no choice but to get a room at one of those classy motels in Marlboro right down the street. Doug, that's from Buck Swope. Sure it is. Buck Swope. And that's what we have for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. Well, you know, I don't really know which direction to go. I think today I just may go with Brian Hinchin, the Bowl Committee Executive. Yeah, he is a Bowl Committee Executive. Iggy? Uh... Who was the Australian guy? Uh, it was JV Golf Coach. Yeah, it was JV Golf Coach. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, none of them are any good, so you got <laughs> to pick one. Well, it's Monday. Are the emails usually off on Mondays? Yeah, people just getting back in the swing of things. I guess I'll go Buck Swope. Oh, okay. Jeez. Plowhawk. I'll give it to Hanchin. They were all terrible. They weren't all terrible. <laughs> he made the effort. Yes, they were. Okay. right. <laughs> uh, speaking of terrible, Jackson are going to head down the hall. We're going to deal with the situation, and it will be terrible. But they're not happy. And it's because of the Blues and Coyotes on Saturday night. And we'll talk with Jeremy Rutherford about that at 1045. I've got a sound story at 1130 today. And it's a video sound story. You can get yours at mysoundstory.com. 20% off when you enter the promo code TMA. Get the gift certificate now. Oh, look, holiday shopping's done. And, Doug, what were 20 
one days from Christmas? Three weeks from today's today. the fourth. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you do? I'm fine. Though. Get it done. Yeah, we got sound stories galore this week. Get your gift card. MySoundStory.com, promo code TMA. Time for us to shut it down. For the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Strode's glorious return, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Owen Vaughn, I'm Tim McCurdy. This has been TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.